0: Hi guys and welcome back to Coffee with Danny. So, we're doing this again. I'm so excited. Oh, I just can't get enough of this weather. I'm literally like sat on my balcony recording and I I literally just feel so blessed to be in this moment right now, which is just insane. I I don't know like I'm feeling like the vibes and stuff and I'm really excited to bring the show to you guys. But I just feel so sad at the moment with like what's going on in the world, especially in the UK. Like it's just not a good time (laughs) basically to be British. I'm like super upset, obviously, with the election results. If you listen to the show, you know my standpoint. Super upset with the election results, super upset with the extremism and just how people are treating each other. I just don't think that it's a sustainable way that we're living at the moment. And there's just so much vent of anger and you know, it's just not cool. But today I'm interviewing Sophie. Sophie is the owner of Cafe Miami down in Clapton. If you guys haven't been to Cafe Miami, you should go and follow them on Instagram and you'll just see how Instagram worthy it is. It's literally the most cutest cafe ever. It's like all art deco and just amazing. Sophie has curated like such a perfect menu. It's just insane. So I'm interviewing Sophie because not only she's got an amazing cafe, but she's also got an amazing story. I love her like a philosophy on work-life balance and you know like a pre pre-cafe life and just discussing where she's been where she's come from and where she's today I thought you guys would really appreciate her story so I'm not going to hang on too much I'm going to go straight into the interview hope you guys enjoy it so without further ado let's get into Sophie's interview bye guys hi guys and welcome back to coffee with danny so today i'm sat down with sophie sophie is the owner of cafe miami based in hackney um if you guys haven't heard of cafe miami you probably follow them on instagram or have seen them on some kind of inspo account i'm pretty sure welcome to the show sophie hi thanks (laughs) (laughs) so the first part of the interview today i want to just you know go all the way back I always like to ask people about their background because I think that we're all like a product of our environment and you know what's happened is kind of like how we got to where we are so you know did you go to university where did you grow up to give us the lowdown uh
1: so I grew up in North London okay um and I lived there my whole life until like five or six years ago I moved east when I was like 25 26 um, I did go to university, although I'd never wanted to go to university, but my parents forced me. Oh God. Um, but there was some, some form of compromise because I went and studied fashion, which wasn't That's really what, what they had in mind for me, uh, but I hated it. I never wanted to be there. I wanted to work. I, I knew I wanted to work. I was like so ready to work and really wanted to earn money. Yeah. Um, and so i went to uni like with this mindset that i'm here to get a job i'm gonna find a job from being here and as soon as i get a job i'm gonna get the fuck out that's
0: fair um so
1: (laughs) i went to london college of fashion and did a foundation for a year okay and that was good like i met lots of people i had fun i worked really really fucking hard am i allowed to swear yeah okay good don't worry um (laughs) And, um, but I soon learned that I didn't want to be a fashion designer and that I I wasn't going to be able to be a fashion designer. Like, I kind of understood the concept of fashion and design, but I couldn't really design. I could draw, but
0: whenever I tried to design
1: clothes, they were just ugly as hell. And I was like... (laughs) And even my my friends in uni were like, "Why are your designs so bad? Like, you dress quite well, and and you like you can draw. Like, <laughs> why do your <laughs> clothes look like that?" And I'm like, I don't know. I just I, I don't can't know. Design, okay. I'm just like trying to stick too much to the brief and just like getting consumed with it. Yeah. And anyway, I then went on from there to study women's wear at Middlesex. Nice. But again, I was there being like, I don't I don't want to be a women's wear designer, but I feel like if I want to work in fashion, studying design is probably the best degree to have. Okay. So I did a year of that, and then I got moved on to this like bullshit course that was called Styling and Promotion, which was just like, it was kind of like a foundation again. You did all sorts of bits and pieces of other things. Okay. It, yeah, it was a bullshit degree. Like hardly anyone turned up. There were like me and two good friends, and we were like the only people that seemed to have half a brain or care and it was really frustrating annoying environment yeah it was really bad like you'd turn up to lectures no one would turn up or people would turn up with their project half finished and you'd like work through the night to do it and then the teacher was still rude to you and you're like at least I'm fucking here at least I tried yeah um so i really didn't enjoy it there but the good thing about it was that we had guest lecturers that were designers Nice. so um like my good f- my too. first tutor was mario schwab who he isn't really anyone now but at the time he okay. was a really successful designer like up there with the new up-and-coming designers like christopher okay, kane you. and Erdogan. Oh, awesome. and um medium i don't know if yeah. you've heard of them so ben and ed were both my tutors so i i kind of got it quite quickly that I needed to make an impression on them they none of them liked me they all actually were kind of rude to me and hated me um but I was like these are the kind of people that can offer me jobs so I really like stuck at it and I was like this is what I want to do I want to I want to get work experience help me if you think that my work isn't good tell me how it can be better and I was I was quite pushy and I pushed back against them, like, through the tears after they made us all cry. Prits. Um <laughs> But eventually, Marios, I say eventually, it was quite quick, actually. Like, after a year, Marios offered me an internship. And it was originally just supposed to be two weeks. And I went there and worked in his studio, which was in Dalston, okay. which at the time was like super dodgy. I was going to say, was um, it like the ghetto then? Yeah, because it was <laughs> like 12 years ago and like I had, to be, I had to be met off the bus and walk to the studio because it was down an alley and it was like really not safe. And if Jesus. you went to the cash point at lunch break, like one of the boys had to come with you because it, it was yeah, really dodge. like, yeah, super dodgy. And I didn't know that area at all. Um, but I went there. I w- like when I joined the company, it was literally just me and him, and then like freelance pattern cutters and machinists. But uh, often it was just me and him in the studio, and I was totally thrown in at the deep end, like God. essentially managing his business when I was like 21 or 22. Internal and I didn't, life, I didn't literally. know what I was doing, but I just thought I've just got to work it out. And in two weeks there, I learned more than I had learned in two years at uni, and I just because i was working even though i was paid so badly like i literally can't even tell you how badly because it's like beyond a joke and illegal i may as well have not been paid yeah um but because i was earning something and it was a job i was like i want to kill this i want to be really good at this and after two weeks, he said to me, I know you're supposed to go back to uni, but if you didn't want to go, I'd quite like you to stay. And I was like, yeah, yes. I don't want to go back to uni. I've never wanted to even be there in the first place. So I went home and said to my mum, like, I've been offered a job. I'm going to quit uni. Uni's shit anyway. I, I don't know when I might get an opportunity like this, even when I graduate. This is a good There's opportunity. so many he's graduates doing, will never yeah, get an opportunity ever, He's, he's so. doing well and he, he wants me to work for him. And my mum and dad were like, oh, well, if you're sure, we don't really know. And, blah, blah. and I was just like, you know what? I just feel that this is something I have to do. And I, we were all supposed to go back to uni to like hand in our report of our internship of oh, what okay, we would yeah. lea- had learned. And I went back and was like... I quit. Yeah, <laughs> I quit. I've learned that I can learn more on the job. And they weren't very impressed with me. But mm-hmm. I was like, this is my life and this is what I want to do. And so I just went for it. Um, and I ended up working for him for like three, three and a half years. Awesome. And it, it was awesome in some ways. Like I learned so much. I met so many people. It was great that he gave me everything to do because it meant I learned everything Everything, yeah and I was working alongside people who were a lot older and a lot more experienced than me in the industry and I was just this kid um running his business (laughs) yeah and we were just making it up as we went along and making lots of mistakes but learning from them and it was so hard like I can't tell you how hard it was I I cried most days he was a fucking asshole. Fashion life. Um, and yeah, but it was like, like I, I went to watch Devil Wears Prada and I cried because I was like, other people this watch this life. as entertainment and this is real for me. Holy this is like golly. the shit that nightmares is ma- are made of. So it was amazing, but it was awful at the same yeah. time. And like, it kind of took me a long time to recover from that because it was just, I worked all, like all the time. effort three years yeah and wow. he was so demanding he'd call me at four o'clock in the morning we worked often through the night like often I would sometimes go three or four days without any sleep at all and like never go home and just be in his studio the whole time like looking stitching Swarovski crystals until three o'clock oh, in the morning Jesus. like doing deliveries to manor house at 2am and like all sorts <laughs> of ridiculousness but you know it's one of those jobs that you just learn so yeah. much from not only about the job but like how how to move forwards in your life and how like how to work for someone and how not to work for someone yeah. like I had to give too much in order to learn boundaries but I'm sure you also um, learned for now how to be a boss yeah <laughs> yeah I mean I had to manage like in the end I was managing a studio of like 20 to 25 freelancers and interns Jesus. and most of them were older than me yeah but I had no choice we just had to get on with it and do it so anyway, I that was like the beginning of my life in fashion and I went on from there and I've worked for, I won't bore you with my whole life story, <laughs> but I've worked for quite a few different fashion companies. But after 12 years of working in the industry, I am still, was still exhausted by it. I found the people very difficult and I think I was too sensitive to work in fashion. Like I, I got upset quite a lot by people's attitudes and like mistreatment of human beings yeah and everything is taken so seriously and it's seemingly so important and at the end of the day it's just, just clothes. clothes and I was like I'm crying every day and I have hardly any life and I am away from my friends and my family all the time for clothes and that's just not how, wa- that's exactly. not, yeah, that's not how I want to live my life and I don't want to live my life where People being assholes to each other is how you get ahead and and how you do good business. Mm-hmm. I I want to be nice and I I want to have fun and not travel so much. Yeah, f- just for work. I want to just go on holiday. When I want to travel. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I came to this point where I was like, I really I really need to make a change. I'm so exhausted of this. All of my friends are exhausted, so I don't even believe in their their being that better within the industry Mm -hmm. like yeah even people that were senior to me I looked at them and thought oh my god I don't want to be you yeah like if I get promoted to be into your position that's literally like the worst thing that could happen to me yeah so like what are you even working towards I didn't I didn't see anything better so I was like I've got to get out and do something different and I knew that I needed to have my own business because I struggled with being told what to do yeah after working that high up
0: and working in that kind of environment I think it would have (laughs) been (laughs) very difficult to then go into like you know that's the thing it's like if I do something else
1: like I went for some interviews with other types of companies and you sort of have to start at the bottom yeah and I was just like "I, I can't do this like even if it's a new industry I still know that I'm I'm just as capable as the guy that owns this yeah. company. So, so what's the point? I'm d I am well, not necessarily what's the point, but like I just knew that I couldn't do that in terms of like self esteem yeah. and And satisfaction. Um, and satisfaction Definitely. totally. Yeah. Like financial satisfaction and just like mental satisfaction. So I thought immediately I need to do my yeah. own thing. Um, so I like a couple of days literally after making that decision of wanting to do something else. Um, and I always in the back of my mind had liked the idea of having a cafe or a restaurant or some sort of food drink place uh, because when I was at school and while I was studying and the first year that I was working in fashion I worked uh, part-time and sometimes full-time in a cafe in Highgate Village which is where I grew up yeah Um, I worked there for like six or seven years and it was like the best job I ever had like I loved it so much everyone I worked with like I'm still friends with them and it was it was just amazing like i yeah. learned so much again i went there when i was 15 i was just a little kid and they like taught me everything they yeah. were really really strict and really like rough with me it was like a team of like seven guys and they were Good like experience Grounding. yeah and they were like <laughs> stop being a girl do this do that don't do this <laughs> and I was just like okay okay and it was amazing we, it was really tough again but and I worked really long hours and I worked really hard but I made shitloads loads of tips yeah and I just loved it um and I always looked back on that as that being like my happiest time in yeah. terms of work so I thought yeah one day I'd like to have a cafe and maybe maybe now's the time for me to do it because I don't know what else I'd like to do and that's all that I've feel like I want to do it's really time. funny
0: because um if anyone's listened to the interview I do with Ellie that owns a pantry it's really similar to her kind yeah. of story because she was like in this job and like realized this is not the life that I want yeah and she opened a lingerie boutique because she used to work in a lingerie store when yeah. she was younger it's amazing and it's how like, how like those experiences yeah, from, from when, when you're young, young. just stick with
1: you and like, you know, I've had so many jobs since that have been much like better jobs. Of course. But uh, like, I was just like, oh, give a that shit mean- about all of those like good jobs. Yeah. If you don't enjoy it and it doesn't give you fulfillment. Like- What's uh, the point? There's no point. Um, so I wanna know what happened
0: from when you were like, okay, I've had enough of this. I wanna leave the world of fashion to like actually being here Yeah, today. so it was, it was totally
1: <laughs> fate okay um so i moved into this building Mm -hmm. now a year and a half ago but so this was just i'd been in the building for like only a few months and i literally said to my friend a couple of days before i need to find a cafe you need to help me find a spot yeah he works in property uh for like commercial businesses i'd worked with him in my fashion jobs and i was like help me find a spot for a cafe i'm gonna do it um he was like okay keep your eyes peeled in your area like see see if there's Anything any places that, like. that are available yeah. see if there's anywhere that looks like they might be like a bit old and like out of date and maybe we can make them an offer and like buy them out so it was like look at the opportunities that are in your area literally two days later i came downstairs i was walking past here and i noticed they would put a sign up in the window and it said that the cafe will be closed until further notice and it had been closed since i moved here but i just thought because it was the winter i thought oh they're probably just like closed for an extended christmas I, i hadn't even really like noticed the place so I called him and I was like, the cafe underneath me has a sign in the window, like, find out information, we need to get it. And he was like, okay, call the people next door and ask them who the landlord is. So I called them, like, in the pouring rain on the street. And I was like, hi, <laughs> I live upstairs, I just wondered, Red Root Cafe, do you know who owns it? And they were like, oh, we do, we're actually looking for someone to take it over. And I was like, uh, can I have a look at it, like, this afternoon? Like, I'm here now, can I, can I have a look? <laughs> and the lady was like really taken aback and was like like, um why is this girl so frantic (laughs) yeah i i guess so i can meet you there at three and i was like okay perfect so i dragged one of my friends along we came through the door i was like okay i really like the flooring that's a really good start um and like it was a really big space like much bigger than i sort of imagined from outside um and i just thought like this is in my building this has been sent to me. Interior is probably even more of the fate idea. Okay. Uh, so the building that I live in, I don't know if you know about it, the building that no. the cafe is part of, which is the most interesting part of the story, is an amazing art deco building that was built in 1928 as okay. an electricity showroom. And mm, Interesting. And... Um, yeah, it's, it's a really am- amazing building that is all pastel-coloured. You go up the stairs. I can take you to see afterwards. <laughs> um, so all of the staircases are pastel pink. All of the window frames wow. are pale green and blue. Um, the courtyard has palm trees and fountains, and it's literally what? like being in Miami. So when I first moved there, all my friends were like, oh, my God, you live in Miami? My brother, like, posted a picture on Facebook of my courtyard and put hashtag Miami and everyone was like oh my god when did you go to Miami like I only saw you yesterday and he was like I'm not in Miami I'm in Clapton (laughs) um so this like thing of me living in Miami stuck and when I moved into my flat I got totally I've always been obsessed with pastel colors like my whole world has always been like baby blue with little bits of pink thrown in (laughs) um and I got even more obsessed with it when I moved into the flat and renovated everything in Art Deco style and amazing. spent hours and hours on eBay finding Art Deco bits of furniture <gasps> and things. Oh, god! So my flat is like Art Deco heaven. So when I moved into there, I was like, God, why is there not more Art Deco-ness in the world? Yeah. Like, everyone no, like, that came to my... in like this kind of area. Yeah. And everyone that came to my flat was like, oh, my God, it's so amazing here. This building's mm. incredible. And I was like, people really relate to this kind of aesthetic and everyone loves it even if it's not normally your type of style you still appreciate it and so it got into my mind that if I ever had a cafe I'd want it to be art deco themed and then a cafe became available in In an an art Art deco Deco building building. I was like this is just ridiculous like god has literally sent it
0: to me so since you opened the cafe, what are like the main lessons that you've learned? Cause you said that, you know, you were fine until you basically opened the doors. Yeah. What are like the things that you're like, oh my God, I didn't really expect this to be such an issue of learning. Staff. Masterwork. Really? I
1: thought that staffing would be the easiest thing. Okay. And it's the hardest. It's really hard to find good staff. It's really hard to find good staff that are available to stay. Because obviously, Especially if they're the good, they they do other things you know I've had staff that are actresses and singers and work in theaters or photographers and so I've always been understanding from the start that like of course this isn't like your priority job yeah um but they can be really great and you start working with them and then they get offered a proper job or a better job and and they move on and they, they come back in between their other jobs but ultimately you're their second priority and that's really hard because obviously this is my main priority yeah but I'm I try to be really understanding of the fact that this is my business and I can't expect anyone to take it as seriously or it to be their priority and that's something I really struggled with with working for other people before I felt like they always expected me to it was take yeah all of your number one. yeah and I'm like this is your business this Mm -hmm. isn't mine at the end of the day when I leave you reap the benefits of this business not me so i i try to to remember that with my staff and i i try not to expect too much from them in that yeah. sense and i want them to all make the most of their lives of and do what they can here but i encourage them to to do other things but other than that touch wood i haven't had any like nasty shocks good um it's I guess because I I worked in a much more stressful and hardcore job before although this is stressful and difficult at times okay. it's nothing in comparison yeah. to what the fashion industry was really so that definitely prepared me for like a lot of hardship <laughs> in <laughs> in work or in life so now I'm like you know what today's really difficult And this situation is hard, but it's never as hard as it was before. And I, even though today I'm tired and stressed, I don't feel anywhere near as tired and stressed. I don't feel like emotionally abused like I used to. (laughs) Like now I'm my own boss. Like customers can be difficult, but they can't really be horrible to you in the same way that maybe your boss or some people that worked in company with you might be definitely so I don't feel that emotional strain such a healthy way of thinking about it especially the fact that it's it's
0: like your well it is your baby yeah and if you do feel the stress from that it's so much more healthy than you know I've been in like in jobs where you literally just come home and all you can think about is you know what I haven't done yet what I still yeah. need to do before I go to sleep and it's just like no just yeah. stop stop, yeah. stop 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 this is not if that doesn't happen yeah it's actually not the end of the world no. realistically realistic. no Oh god it's so frustrating. <laughs> um what advice would you give to anyone that is looking to start their own cafe business?
1: I would say just do it. Like it feels like there's so many people when I said I wanted to open a cafe so many people were like oh my god I've always wanted to do that. I feel like oh, so that's everyone everyone my dream. To do it, yeah. You're living the dream like oh my god you're so lucky and I'm like you can do it too. Just do it. Like I'm like I'm, I'm really terrible for like really cheesy sayings, <laughs> but like go I really it. believe it like just seize the day like life is what you make it just yeah. make just make it make definitely. it work and if that's really what you want to do just go for it and like I just really believe in like making the most of every day and living life like to the full and yeah. making it what you want it to be definitely and like being brave with that like i n- i know that the thought of actually putting things into action can be like terrifying scary or uh, intimidating but to me like lots of people said to me when i was doing this like aren't you scared like aren't you worried and i was like actually no not at all i've never felt less scared about anything because to me the most terrifying thought was staying unhappy in a job that yeah made me cry it's much more scary for me the thought of working another 10 20 30 years in a job that i don't like and feeling miserable and like not being able to have a family or a relationship because of my job like that's a terrifying thought yeah starting a new business and it maybe not succeeding like that's not that scary at least i tried at least i at least i know definitely and i always believe in myself and i believe that everyone should believe in themselves anyway like for me like failure is just not an option it's just not something that's gonna happen no i agree if if you've got to be your own biggest cheerleader yeah that's like my
0: saying yeah and you
1: like you look outside and you're like you know what if like tony across the road can have a cafe (laughs) like why can't i exactly people always want coffee yeah (laughs) always and cake (laughs) always the cake
0: Okay, so now we're going to go into the quickfire round of the section okay. of the interview. And I'm going to ask you, like, funny questions. So I asked okay. everyone the same kind of questions, but they are quite fun. Okay. So the first question is, if you could invite three people for dinner or oh to Oh, I find Miami. these
1: so hard. <laughs> Dead or alive. there's, who would like, you too invite? many. There's so many. Okay, the first three. one would always be the rapper Nas. Mm-hmm. He's, like, my biggest idol which i know like as a little white girl is probably a ridiculous thing to say no, like a really, like I didn't grow up in the hood. And but um i i find his whole mentality and like outlook on life so inspirational definitely he's all about life being what you make it and going out and making the most of life and your dreams and achieving something from one. nothing and just being positive about that and like believing in yourself and just mm-hmm. doing it and getting through things that are hard Such and everything that I've ever been through in my life like I've always listened to him and like turned on the team to on the way music. home crying <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, not it's literally me um <laughs> And, like, whenever I struggle with anything, <laughs> I always, like, literally I turn to his lyrics and That's I'm, sorry. like, I find the answers from him. <laughs> and it sounds so ridiculous, but it's true. Aww. So I would have to have him at my dinner because I, yeah, I just admire him so much. And then sort of in, like, in a similar realm, I would have P. Diddy.
0: Nice. Because
1: I, I really, I really him. admire him in a similar way, like, he's all about, like, fulfilling your dreams. definitely. And I think he's, like, the ultimate businessman. Like, he's so fucking successful. I think he's really In funny everything. as well. I think if he came here, we'd have a bit of a dance like hopefully he'd bring his Good kids to and the be like a bit of like a family affair <laughs> and I just really love that he's like such a serious <laughs> businessman but also takes his family like he always says like family first and I always try to be like that with my friends and my family um that like no matter how much I want to achieve and how hard I want to work like my friends are always the most important thing to me yeah and really. like I just try to keep that at the forefront of my mind um so yeah I definitely have those two and then Who I feel else? like the third person needs to be someone totally different just as like I don't know to to throw something else in the mix otherwise you know you can't just have a table of rappers and me hmm. um oh I don't know can I answer that later we come back to this. Okay, we can come back to the last person. <laughs> I feel like I'll, I'll let you say you think someone about wrong, it. and then later I'll be like, no, no, no. Can I change my third person?
0: <laughs> no, you can definitely come back to it. So the next question: Do you have any like books, podcasts, or websites that you look to for like inspiration? You know, one of those days when you're just like, I can't even deal with the world, <laughs> <laughs> or you just need to read something, you are just like, okay, cool yeah I can carry on with what now yeah
1: see my thing is totally music yeah with that I like much to my mum's disappointment I'm not much of a reader like I only like really trashy like crime thriller novels um the same. so and I, I can really get into them and get into a series and read like 10 straight it and it needs like, to be something that's like completely ridiculous and yeah and yeah yeah, stupid. totally unfathomable. But yeah. like, <gasps> oh my god, <gosh>! he did <laughs> um, not. <stay> yeah. <laughs> so, but no, my my like getting into my zone and my like trying to deal with the world is all about music. Yeah. And that was one of the main reasons I wanted to have my own business and particularly a cafe. I wanted a place where I could play my own music all day, and all night, and like, sort of manage my mood by music. Like yeah. that's how I live. Like, or help me like work through my thoughts or anything like just music is out for me. and I just I love it I love having this space that I can play and whatever it's such I want a great space and I love it when played. customers like when I hear them singing along to the tunes or when people <laughs> come over and they're like oh my god can I have your playlist I'm like yes I love that like I've given you a space and other people are appreciating the music and like, I love it that some of my staff are really into the same music <laughs> as me and we all like dance behind the counter and I'm like yes this is Those what life the is good about times. yeah literally it's um, such a good time what was your dream job as a child? Uh, I wanted to be a singer and a dancer until I was eighteen. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I was literally think just I thinking. Could, you think can I, you do either of you them? You think I couldn't do that? I can actually imagine <laughs> you being a good dancer. Actually, I don't know um, why. Yeah, I. The whole time I was at school, or like music was my life. Yeah. Um, I i studied piano flute and singing from like oh my the God, age you're of the same as my sister really
0: yeah i was saxophone but she did piano. oh amazing well, i did piano saxophone and singing and she yeah. did piano flute and singing oh
1: amazing yeah. i wanted to play the saxophone but they told me my teeth were too small i was what? very young but i don't believe them i think that they just oh, i got big teeth <laughs> no i think that they just wanted a flautist for the orchestra Probably, and so they and just told so me heavy that's anyway. why you chose the right instrument yeah i don't know flau- uh, flute's not very cool it's really not cool there mm, nah. they're the light um, though yeah um <laughs> so, so yeah I, I was musical when i was at school and that was my whole intention and then ironically i decided i didn't want to go into the music industry because i thought that it was like too mean and horrible and then oh, i Lord, went into fashion. Went fashion yeah <laughs> no and it's even worse so yeah i i mean to be honest i will always regret that i'm not a singer and a dancer like <laughs> I think you should just that the is happen, that you know? is the dream the i'm day, definitely too old and Lies. definitely not really good enough but um yeah i love a dance and yeah that was the ultimate dream oh, so but cute. my mom was worried that if i became a dancer that i'd end up being a stripper so she didn't encourage the parallels it. you know yeah she was like i just know what you're like you'll end up taking your clothes off <laughs> <laughs> thanks mum. Yeah well <laughs> You know So much belief in when <laughs> you dance So much belief in me Thanks You think that I can Only make money By taking my clothes off Thanks Oh
0: god <laughs> If you were a fictional character Who do you think You would be I love this question Oh my god I don't I don't know So the girl last on the last episode I recorded said she'd be Dora the explorer cuz she's just like down for anything she's ready to go not afraid independent i was oh, like i don't that's i don't really know
1: anything about fictional characters but maybe i'm dora too i think we like, could all have a bit of dora yeah, in us yeah um i don't know anything about her um yeah uh, next not a good one <laughs>
0: If you knew the world was going to end tomorrow oh you have an unlimited budget but you can't tell anyone that the world's ending what would you do with your last 24 hours minus watch love island this evening naturally
1: minus watching what love island oh oh no you're like I i'm not that. Fucking watching that <laughs> no i would throw a massive massive party if budget yes. is an issue so i'd get Nars and diddy and but what would you tell your all friends? The You're rest like, I'm there. having a massive rave this evening. Yeah, and they would all. Like, c-
0: but I've got work in the morning. Yeah, room, and right? I'd be
1: like, uh, Fuck work! I'd be like, love, P. Diddy, Skepta, <laughs> Sampha, Nas. Yeah, all of them are going to be have there. Can Because the lineup sounds one twelve are coming and doing a full on dance routine, and they're going to teach it to all of us <laughs> and all of my friends. They'd would be down. They'd better come. Um... So yeah, that's what I'd do. I'd I have like, parties, I'd like have <laughs> a massive rave, and there'd also have to be lots of food there too, because then my friends who aren't that interested in music would come, because they're all obsessed with food. Foodies. I only have friends that like food, for obvious reasons. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's what happens, you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, there'd be maybe it'd be like a maybe it'd be like carnival. Yes. Like Cuts as in it. all the food would be outside, like street food and then the music would be indoors because i much prefer the sound and feeling of yeah, music indoors i just kind of feel like it's so much of it's wasted yeah totally <laughs> it just kind of like gets lost <laughs> yeah. in the field so i'd want that to be indoors like Where maybe would you it, have it like maybe roundhouse nice good job yeah cuz i definitely i'd like to be in north london like back to my roots yeah. before the world ends it makes me feel good that homely um, bubble. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you thought about your last person that would come to
0: dinner with you, nas no. and Diddy?
1: Can I like email you that? I really. You're gonna think have to email
0: me. I need I, to put it in the end of the podcast. I, I really
1: want to like think about it and get it right. I've never let I anyone do things, this before. I take <laughs> things like this really seriously. <laughs> I really like get worried about saying the wrong thing and regretting it. You're <laughs> like,
0: no, I forgot about Oprah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'll send it to you in a voice note okay so actually yeah do that yeah. and then i can put it in That'd Perfect. Be so funny.
0: thank you so much thank you i think you've been a great guest. you're so funny <laughs> i'm still cracking up at the fact that <laughs> it'd be a festival you know at roundhouse the last yeah. day why not yeah so what you would you do I don't know, actually. I feel like hearing everyone's different things, like in the first series of the podcast, I was kind of like, yeah, I'd want to travel as well and like take on my family on a private jet. And I'm like, that's such a waste of
1: time. You've only got 24 there's hours. There's only 24 yeah. hours. If
0: I'm going to go do something like right decent, here, right now. <laughs> I think literally there's a, like this really great Caribbean takeout place on Amherst Road called tasty delights oh
1: yeah yeah oh it's really good me and my friends are obsessed yeah. with
0: it like I used to live in Stoke Newington and have such great memories of eating from there so when I was doing my dissertation I used to literally get the guy to deliver it every single day yeah. it's like I can't cook <laughs> I need to eat I need to write my dissertation yeah. and I need decent food so me and my friends we have this ongoing joke we love that place and I like I love like Stoke Newington Angel yeah. like that kind of like that's just, like, to me, become yeah. my home since yeah, I moved yeah. to London. And I just, like, fucking love that area. Yeah. So I just would want to be there with my yeah. family.
1: Sounds good. I'd Any have...
0: Caribbean food, yeah. I'd down. be happy with that. Yeah. Maybe Highbury Fields, just take over the whole thing.
1: I'll be happy. Sounds good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I'm losing my headset. Sophie, thank you so much thank for you. coming on. You've been such a great guest. Don't forget to follow Kathy Miami on Instagram. It's underscore at ca- no, it's at underscore cafe Miami and come and see them. Yeah, Cap- come 24 eat. Lower Captain Road. Yeah, come and get some fish finger tacos. Honestly, they are bomb. Thank you. How amazing is Sophie? Honestly, I feel like we recorded this so long ago and just listening back to- again for me, I was there obviously when we friggin' recorded it, but she's just so inspirational and just how she speaks about things, I can really identify with, and I know so many of you guys are gonna absolutely have loved that interview. So a massive thank you again to Sophie. And I just wanna say, please continue to subscribe to the show over on iTunes. I'm really kind of going through a lot at the moment. Work life is really crazy. Life life is kind of crazy. And the best way to see when a new show has gone live is by subscribing to the show on iTunes, so it comes up in your subscription and also by following me on Instagram at missionworldie and following the show at Coffee with Danny. I just wanna say a massive thank you. Um, just continue to be a positive force, everyone. You know, there's so much going on at the moment and I think just being that extra bit nicer to everyone is gonna make so much of a difference. And just smile, be happy, share the love, and you know, if you do need any help or anything, feel free to email me. I'm always here to help people out. So thank you so much for listening and I look forward to speaking with you all again very very soon i have another fantastic episode which i'm actually going to start editing now because i've realized i need to just do these when i have time and right now i actually have time so yeah thank you so much for listening and a massive thank you to sophie see you guys soon bye